Live. Welcome to the show. We're going to get Adam in here real quick. Gordonbot. What's up, man? Who's in the car now? Who's in the car now? <laughs> last I'm episode you were in the car now you're at home yeah that's true that's true you definitely last time i was having a very busy day today was way better way better i just uh i just looked at an underground project uh or a project that another plumber messed up it would be a pretty good video but uh i have a chance to use sandy flow stuff so Okay. Okay. We'll Maybe. See. We'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Sub everybody. Oh. Thanks for coming in today. Well, wow. Wow. Twenty nine um, right away. Yeah. Jeez. Thirty. So if you let's go. You guys want to know today's episode? We already put it out about it. We're talking about hand tools, and we're trying to figure out nowadays what is really considered a hand tool, and when you go to work, when does a company or when should a company provide a certain piece of tool, whatever it is? So, you know, Adam, what do you got to say about that? I mean, I, I, I'm weird because I, I started as an apprentice uh, with the union and uh, like everything was provided for me. All I had to bring was a tape measure, a level and a pair of channel locks. That was it. Uh, but I was the guy in the hall that actually got made fun of and people got mad at me because I used to bring my own tools because the tools that the the union would provide were bottom of the barrel like they're like oh, i gotta provide you tools here i'll give you the crappiest tools that you have so if you i feel like i feel like i don't know provide like a sozzle but with my guys i i don't provide any of the hand tools um an impact and a hammer drill i feel like everybody should have everybody should have a combi kit do you not agree i, I mean i I agree with that. I yeah. When I first started, you know, like even at school, they were always saying, you know, you should have your tools ready before you go to work. You don't have to get your drills and stuff yet, but you should at least get hand tools. And even for me as a business, that what I do, I've actually have a schedule of that, of what kind of tools that these apprentices should get within the first three months as they're starting off, because there are certain tools that the company actually is doesn't really give out it's not free yeah i mean at the end of the day you need your own level at the yeah. end of the day you need your own screwdriver like those yeah. those are normal things you know but the, but the chat today really is what about like a lot of things require power tools now or battery powered tools because yeah. a lot of things have cut we've cut the cord already and for some of the jobs sometimes i feel like it kind of gets into this gray area now where what really is considered a hand tool when you're going into a company and i think that's yeah. something that you know everybody wants to talk about or you know we should touch on that topic for today i mean i mean i don't know i like i'm doing i'm doing interviews for an apprentice right now and i don't really expect them to have anything at first year i expect yeah. them to have a tape measure i expect them to have maybe some you know a few screwdrivers and stuff like you can go to canadian tire and get a master crap like 150 set of screwdrivers where you only need four of them and uh, for like 20 bucks you know what i mean so um <clears throat> but at that the same sense. time i tell my i tell my guys like i know felix in chicago always says it, he's like invest in yourself 
like every paycheck buy one tool yeah for yourself or every other i think paycheck. something small yeah well da costa's da costa is saying everybody should have their own impact and hammer drill i i think that's a i think that's a true thing as well that you know these are the things that you absolutely need because of the m12 and any kind of smaller power tools now they're not that expensive no they're not but at the I same mean, time at the same time if you if you have an employee that's buying their own impact in a hammer drill and they break it using working on a job for you, are you going to replace it? hundred percent. Yeah. Wait, yeah. well, you know what? It depends. Really? I think it de depends. Um, well, depends on how they the way I treat it. Depends like how they, they treat it. it and what type yeah. of job it was. Right. Because if it was a job filled with water and he was going in and he, screws up his tool then yeah sure but if it's like a tool that he's been using for a while and he looks beat up anyways it's kind of like well it's kind of nearing his death i think yeah. it's just for me it's a lot of times it's very situational and it really depends on yeah. the type of job and what this certain person does um at the end of the day i think a lot of more people should also know that work and jobs should always be based on relationships at the end of the day whether i'm their employer or not there's still a relationship between us that if you're a good person and you actually did good for the company, I, I don't really draw certain lines of whether if I would give those tools or not, or provide those tools or not, because I, I would just do it because I feel yeah. like, you know, I would, I want to take care of the guy. Well, at the same time, like I, I know of my employees. So pro press is like a pro press is an expensive tool. You know what I mean? And uh, if my guys want to pro press, what I would do is say, do you want your jobs to be easier? I'll, I'll financially back the tool. Like I'll take the financial burden, but if you want it, we'll take money off your paycheck, every paycheck, a hundred dollars, every paycheck to end up paying off that tool. So we do that a lot. Like one of my apprentices, I think he bought $5,000 worth of tools this year because he just likes investing in himself, but he doesn't want yeah. to take the upfront cost. So we'll pay for it up front. And then he just comes off his paycheck uh, every, every few weeks. Right. So, so plumb against everyone is saying that all power tools should be paid by company so my question is what does he mean by all power tools like you know where DeCosta is talking about earlier that a drill and an impact drill do we consider those power tools or do we consider the battery power tools like where where does that line then because for for a certain, you know for, for me it's kind of like I could have one of one of that tool for the shop for usage Yep. But should I have a grinder? Should I have like five, six, seven grinders all at once? Yeah. Or like if I had six, seven guys? I feel like that, those are the tools. Like an impact and a hammer drill is the one where we're going to, there's going to be people, people that say, yeah, you should have your own and people and the company should, should buy them. I think that's the, the breaking point. I think specialty stuff like a, a hacksaw, like a sawzall or, and stuff like that, uh, they're everybody's going to be like, the company should pay for it. But I think the impact and hammer drill is going to be that borderline where some people are going to say, yes, you should pay for it yourself or a company should pay for it. That's, that's the hand tools that we're kind of getting at today. Right. Yeah. That, that, that is because honestly at a certain point where I also feel is that why would a company fork out everything? Because at the same time, what if one day that you needed your hammer drill or your, um, impact drill for your own housework. Are you yeah. supposed to lend it from the company now and afterwards well, not have your own set or how does that work? Plumbing versus everybody just said, he goes, if I bring my own tools, is the company going to replace it if I break it? And I'm saying, yes. Yeah. 
if my guy breaks an impact drill I, on working, like one of his tools working on my job, I'm replacing it with the same tool. I'm not going and buying him the newest and best, you know, impact drill. I'm going to buy it with the same tool, but like I'll replace it. Right. Yeah, I think so. Because every, everything is a cost nowadays yeah. in, in my view. And, you know, if they don't provide their own tools, sometimes they're not going to take good care of it because there's many times where you see a company provides it, but so what? Because if you, if it's not their own tools, they're just going to throw it in the corner. They're just going to do whatever yeah. to it. They don't take care of it. Whereas at yeah. least if there's a, sometimes I feel like maybe the gray line is kind of good because now that you know, if they're in it for the company, I myself would replace the tool as well because, you know, I, I bought Daryl a new drill set. Yeah. It was paid under company. I wouldn't care because, you yeah. know, they're for the company, but I, I think it's situational. I think if we were to really talk about it for myself, um, yeah. but I do have a list. I mean, if you guys want to, I can show it in a bit, you know, there's people actually, I'm going to flip this camera right now. Check that out. I actually have a list here. This is uh this is from my employment agreement. And yeah. right here it actually shows the schedule A um and the basic heating tools. So, you know, I have multi-pit screwdrivers, I have mini screwdrivers, adjustable crescent wrench, pipe wrenches, packs cutters, crimpers, pretty much everything that we do for a business that I kind of require my guys to have. And it goes to the basic heating tools as they get into their third and fourth year. That's, that's what I've kind of split it off to be at the moment. And that's what they need. That's what they need to provide. Or do you provide? That's that? what they need to provide. That. Okay. That's what they need to provide. Um, and, and for me, actually, I, I tell them to provide their own impact and their own hammer drill. Yeah. Mm. But you'll replace it. If they bring yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. here's Michael talking about it right now, saying Jason dropped his impact <laughs> if I'm covering in a company. Well, his impact was a piece of shit anyways. So no, Michael. <laughs> we'll cover it some, some way. If I see you're bitching about using your tools and you have the wrong mentality. Well, well, that's the thing. Like when I was in the hall and I would bring my veto bag with my Kinepex fucking pliers and all my expensive tools that I wanted to use, everybody would be bitching and complaining at me. Why are you bringing your own tools? And I'm like, because I take pride in my tools. My tools are clean. I have a nice tool bag. Like I want to take pride in the work that I do. And then there's some guys that just <clears throat> throw all their tools in a bucket. Well, <laughs> like, you know, that, that goes to our next question, right? So the next question that I think about is if you have these certain tools that the company doesn't require you to have, but you have it and you're using it for the company, does that, should that affect your pay now? No, you can't, you can't do your job without the tools. Yeah. But what if, what if you can do the job, but then it makes the job quicker and then technically you made the company more money. Should that, should that be, should pay be affected? Because let's just say, I'm just going to pull something out of my ass where you have a guy who has his own press tool. Yeah. And he was to bring that to, to work. And because you guys had two press tools and they're all busy that day, you get, you asked him to use his. Yeah. Then now should I, in, in the sense, should I just say practically, I'm going to pay you more like a dollar or two more. And then now you can use that tool uh, for the company, but it's not the company's tool. It's still your tool. But if you want to help out for that, do, like, do you think that you'll pay them more if they were to do something like that? That is a good question. I don't know. I really don't know. So 
that's that's a good pretty question. neat, eh? Yeah, that's so a good we, I had that before because so I had Calvin. So Calvin did his own business. Yeah, um, and he was working under me, and now he's gone. Yeah. We we're still great relationship, but when he had his own pro press, um, because he had his own company, he didn't charge me anymore but then i would at least know that i would pay him more for that certain job that's yeah. that's how i would do it if we didn't have that tool at hand or if like all our pro press were busy so yeah. that, that's what i was doing i i like that i that's but you pay your guys differently i do i do um but then so that if so if we don't do that though where where does the second part come in my my second question to that would actually be then should there be tiers in w whether the apprentices have tools or not because we have certain levels in our in our whole industry where we have plumbing level one two three and four are we doing one where level one needs to have a set of tools level two needs to have a set of tools by a certain time level three needs certain tools and level four needs certain tools and as a journeyman what you actually should have do you have that for yourself uh, yeah that you know me i'm fairly new in running a business and that is a that's a good thing to do like i've i never thought about that because i have a first year like let's say i have a, a new guy that doesn't even know anything about plumbing and i bring him on and he only has a tape measure and a, a channel locks I, I should being able to lay a list out and say by second year I expect you to have these tools, yeah. yeah. But, and, and like if you want to get a raise and you want to be more profitable for the business, I need you to have these hand tools. I like that. Yeah, I, I think I think more people should do that because it should be tiered level instead of like you know I think back in the day when we were working, especially when I was in towers or if I'm doing heating calls whatsoever, I always had to see what my journeyman had, and then yeah. I would have to buy it to know that I had to get to that next level. But okay. then are more, I don't know if there's how many owners there are sitting here or how many journeymen or foremans there are, but do you guys have a list for your guys that at a certain time that, you know, they should have certain tools. Like for me, I'm thinking third or fourth year, you should by then have a CO meter or maybe a multimeter for yourself or even volt pen, like something to do with small electrical stuff when you do hydronic systems. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What about a tool bonus after schooling? I would pay more. Of a... Yeah, you know, see, what a little man with glasses talk about. If, if your guy shows passion, I mean, that, I think that's a different topic What versus tools or not. But if they do have passion, most of the guys that do have all the tools are people who are passionate about the trade, right? But if they're not passionate, like, I think there's sooner or later, you need a list for these guys to be able to know what they have to buy for them to work at that level of a journeyman yeah. or at the year that they are, because you can't have a fourth year that only holds a tape measure no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fucking cutters. Right. It's, it's funny. I did five interviews today with like fresh off the, like fresh guys that just want to get into plumbing. And I had one guy actually asked me two great questions. He says, what are you looking for? Like, what do you need from me as an employee? Like right off the bat. And then he actually asked, what do you uh, what do you want to see from me in the next three years? And he's like, just fresh out the boat. And I like that because it made me think about that question. Yeah. And I actually said right away, I was like, I, I don't need you to know anything. I just want you to come to work and have a passion to want to learn plumbing. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to come here and be like, this is just another paycheck. I want you to come into this and look at it as a career and you're investing your time into wanting to learn this trade and take the time out of it. Like invest in yourself. So like, 
Yeah. I like what you no, said. It's, about it's, it's good. Those, those are, those are good things about passion. Yeah. Um, but there, here's a funny story. Actually, I'm looking at Michael, Michael's comment right now. So yeah. before Michael came to work for me, he had his old company that always borrowed his MA team words book gun. He always what? So they always borrowed his MA team words book gun. Oh. So they didn't get their own words book gun, but every time they needed to do the bigger sizes, they took his words book gun because he got a great deal off of Facebook market, but they didn't pay him more to use that gun. But every time <laughs> they would borrow it from him, and yeah. even on weekends, they would borrow it from him and he had to lend it to them but he never charged them more, nor did they give him a raise. Now that's where I kind of draw the line, right? Like if that's what I was telling you, if I didn't have a tool and I had to lend it from my guy all the time, yeah. then obviously I should be paying a rental fee or at least giving some kind of money back for the guy. Yeah. But I think, you know, when we're talking about tools, going back to the main topic, it's just that, you know, I think the line gets drawn for me is when it's a real specialty tool. So yeah. specialty tools that, like what, what Michael would say, a Wurzbow gun is special for me. Yeah. A ProPress gun is special for me. Um, a I, uh, I mean, I have my I have my hand tools here. <laughs> <laughs> like everything in this bag should be something you should provide as a licensed guy, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I, I got I got I got mine here right here too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't play with your tools anymore. You're never on your tools anymore. No, they're somewhere. They're somewhere in the shop. You know, mine are dirty. Oh, that's a nice set. Mine are dirty. But, yeah. like, truthfully, you're talking about impact, and, like, I got my impact in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. the little guy. And that's – that really is an essential hand tool. I, and I, I, think, I think that's essential for a lot of people, but all what other people don't do enough is that, you know, companies should remember to provide bits, should remember to provide blades. Those shouldn't be employee um, – employee material that they have to buy because those are blades for the jobs yeah like certain certain things like that yeah but talk guys, to the one guy's telling me to buy him tools what what are your requirements are becoming part of your plumbing company well, that's that's a, that's a question for another day we need some tool questions yeah oh Actually, Man, that bag's heavy that's bag heavy for me it is I, I don't even remember the last time I carried a bag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, 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 that's what, so that's what I would say about tools. Like, I think the specialty tools, like going back again, specialty tools are the ones that I would draw the line and say that they shouldn't, they shouldn't need. But I yeah. think, you know, for me, and I don't know the consensus of everybody, I think that I, I – I guess for you too, Adam, you kind of draw the line at an M18 or an M12, right? Yeah, it's really up in the air, really. For, it depends on who I'm I mean, for, for impact or hammer drill, sorry. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where we're kind of drawing the line. Yeah, yeah. And when, once you get into that, I mean, yeah, that's where we're drawing the line. And then the, the, but then you got specialty hand tools. Like the, the are you buying a guy a, a reamer? Like a, a tube reamer? Yes, yeah, those are good questions, right? Would I? But technically, I would because I mean, there's different reamers out there. I would get the pen reamer. Those are what five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah, but those. But I'm talking about like a a cone. Like a Milwaukee, no, yeah, a cone. But reamer. if you're talking about a cone reamer out of nowhere, that's more specialty of whether if they want to or not. That's like something I would bring to work, and then I would be like, "Hey, I'm cleaning my copper like this. If you don't clean your copper like this, that's okay. Go use your knife or go use a pen reamer." Yeah. Right. 
But I think those are certain tools that obviously I'm not going to pay for because they're more of the luxury. So there's a second part is more of a luxury tool, right? Yeah. There's tools that make your life easier. So if it makes your life easier and you wanted that, why would a company need to pay for that as well? Is what I would yeah. say. Because I have my own and I made my life easier, but I yeah. don't mind you spending the extra 30 seconds if you use something shittier to clean the copper. Yeah. 30, I'll pay for 30 seconds. I don't mind. Yeah. But like, why am I paying for that more expensive tool when technically you wanted the luxury to make your life easier? Because yeah, what, what about the what way about, oh, you do a lot of crimping? What about crimp tools? For yeah, crimp, yeah, no, but we, we put crimp as, as, a, as a tool as well. That they have to pay for? That they have to pay for because a crimper is going to be $40 yeah. and yeah. then the bigger size is probably 60 bucks. So it's not as expensive as a tool. Um, I don't require them to have a battery powered one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, or, and then, then you have a turbo torch. <clears throat> what about a turbo torch that goes on top of the map gas? Would you pay for that? That's technically a hand tool. No, technically I don't because I provided my own back then too. Yeah. The company needs to provide the map gas, but I can provide my torch because those turbo torches are under a hundred. The oh. whole set. So are we saying that a tool, any tools over a hundred dollars, uh, the company should pay for, but anything underneath a hundred dollars should be provided by Te the company? Te technically, I, I think it kind of give. There's a give or take or pull. I think if I were to give that maximum pull, it would be like anything under two hundred. Most likely, company is not covering. Yeah. Yeah. Before I would say it's a hundred, but now like tools, like your your drills are going to be up yeah. the two hundred area after tax, yeah. right? They so, really especially if you get a set now, batteries, batteries for tools. Are we? How many batteries are you paying for a guy's truck? Like, are you are two? Are we setting a limit for batteries? Because batteries are one of the more expensive than some of the tools sometimes. Batteries so, like, on their own. I mean, if we're talking about M12 and M18, when they buy their whole set, that's what I mean, right? Like they'll have to, they'll have two batteries. It's enough. We're service guys. We're not the industry yeah, construction no, sure. guys, right? But if we're construction guys, I remember when I was in construction, they weren't paying for those impact drills. If you, if you didn't want to use an impact to do your uh, MJ bands, you could have just bought a little M16, little screwdriver. Yeah. Sorry, not M16, a, a 516 screwdriver. Sure enough. Right? With, yeah. with the, and you can do it all by hand. They weren't complaining. Nobody complains. <laughs> I think the tools just become Michael. more important if you just want to make your life easier, practically. Michael is really going in. I provide my own Milwaukee batteries. He's going to be He's going to be like, I provide everything. Terrence doesn't buy me anything. <laughs> Plumbing against oh. everyone. Yarn and pour. We don't pour joints here, but I assume that if those are the kind of things that are more specialty, I, I don't think the apprentice or the guys would be needing to provide that type. I think, think that there's a, there, there's also certain things that I call company sets, right? Yeah. Man, company they, sets would even, be... they don't even teach pouring in trade school here. Someone complained about the fumes in the trade class and now they don't do it. So I've never even poured a joint. Have you ever done, have you ever done that? No, I, I haven't. I, I, the time that I went to the AHR like four years ago or five years ago when I was following RCM, yeah. He was supposed to pour a joint, but we would never got the time to do it. Yeah. That that was a great time, um, but that was probably the only time that I was able to see it. Yeah, I never. We don't. We don't get to do that. That's a New York and a Chicago thing. Philly. Well, Clover Clover made same. He personally thinks basic power tools, impact combi, SDS, and hand tools. You know, yeah. You know, I kind of drew it as the SDS as well, like the actual hammer hammer drills. That's kind of where I cut it off. Yeah. But I, I really don't require anything else from my guys because. 
you know, you're not going to tell him to bring a drink, drink camera next day. But actually one of my guys, Lawson has his own drink camera that he bought really cheap from like AliExpress and he uses it sometimes, but he doesn't oh, need to, he doesn't Jay, need to use it. Jay brought up. Okay. So Jay's, uh, Jay works with OG. He's a uh, business development and uh, he brought up a good question, like offering insurance to employees who have their own tools in their truck. Are you going to offer insurance for their tools in the truck? Uh, yeah. 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 Because the truck, I know we do. The, the insurance covers the the tools inside the van as well. So if it's the employees or not, you as an employee, actually, whoever's an employee in this chat, whoever watches this video, have yep. to remember that you need to keep all your receipts for your tools. Yeah. Because anytime an insurance claim does happen, they need those in, they need those receipts. So just as much as a company is supposed to provide you any insurance. Uh, on your tools, you have to remember you have to do your part to save your receipts as well. Because before I had a company or whatever it was, and I got my car broken, they didn't fucking care about anything. They had to make sure that I had the receipts for me naming the tools that I've lost. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. So if you are an apprentice yourself, or you're a person working for somebody, journeyman, whatever it is, and you have your tools in the van, make sure you keep all your receipts. No matter how old they are, they still provide that value. And if it's stolen, they will still give you the value back or they'll give you depreciated value. He just said that, yeah, depreciated value. As, which is, yeah, which is why I just read. So you gotta, you gotta remember those, those are really important to, to do when you guys are working for somebody. Pipe wrenches, we huh. don't provide. If it's over, I say 14 inches, anything over 14 inches, I will provide. But I think Dude, that- who, Who's having a, who's having a 14 inch wrench? Who actually uses a 14 inch? I've, I, I'm like 18s and up. I've never had a 14 inch wrench. Well, not everybody's as weak as you, Adam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a lot with a 12 inch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no comment. <laughs> Specialty things they may want. So he says, he says they supply everything. everything. See, but, everything. you know, at the end of the day, I think here, here's the other side, right? As much as there's a blurred line, I think more people also need to understand that it really depends on the company that you're in and yeah. what the company values, whether that is important or not. Because no matter what we say today, I think the main consensus is everybody actually is different. Yeah. And I think it's just, it, it just goes to business on how you charge and how I charge, right? Yeah. There is no one answer to everything. And even if you're an employer or not, you shouldn't put that against a company that just because other companies said that they should as well. Because for me, if I do a lot of crimping and for your company, you do a lot of words, Yeah. What, what does it mean for somebody to have a crimping tool in your company? It means nothing. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> pipe stretcher. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, so I think, so I think that's the important part of, you know, this, our whole conversation of tools. I think now we have our answer is that everybody is different. You know, there's yeah. no, no one answer that gives it all because there are blurred lines everywhere. And I think it's better for you to know when you join a company, what type of tools you need for that company. Yeah. Because for my company, it would be different from yours any day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and you really got to look at the employee, like if the employee is uh, willing to invest in itself tool wise, uh, how much is that, is the company going to invest just as much into you after that? You know what I mean? When it comes to training and everything like that, like. If my, if my employee is going to go out there and buy top of line tools because he wants to invest in himself, then I, I in return, I'm going to invest in him and try and get him into training. Fair. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah and if like, they, and if, if you're in a point, they don't invest in you, you know that you're in the wrong company. 
yeah. if you're doing stuff yeah, like exactly. that. If they don't look at that and they don't appreciate that, then yeah, I would say find somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cost has a big question for you. What's the most expensive tool you broke? Uh, I don't, have I broke any tools? I don't think I've broken any tools. I remember when I was a, a third year, I broke a really expensive pump. I, I broke the bolts in the body and I got told not to over tighten them. And then my nickname was Ramrod for the rest of my apprenticeship because I always over tighten shit. But tool wise, Ramrod. Because I always over tighten stuff. He's like Hulk Hogan over here, always kind of over tighten stuff. Um, I remember you told me that story. I, I don't know what's the most. I actually, honestly, I've never broke a tool. If I were to be really, really honest, I've never broke a tool, but I know my guys have. And the tool, exactly what Jason said, is we broke the damn sea snake. Like, we kept trying to put our sea snake in there, and it was fucking having these weird visions. It was giving us these weird, like, these blind visions and all that shit. So we had to bring it Did in. Did you forget and... to take the telescope off? Or the, the... No, 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 no. No, it was, it, we, were, we were pushing it too too much and then we snaked it and then they were trying to use it as a head to push stuff through which yeah. by the way you never use your camera to try to push it through sometimes you can if it's your own sure but anyways we, they pushed it so hard that it kind of kinked on the camera side and then yeah. water got into two entries on the front and the back of the of the node mm -hmm. so then we had to take off about like 10 20 feet off of that line and it costed us almost like 1200 bucks oh so yeah so that that sucks that sucks. Anything that you want to break, let's not put names out here, Jason, but any tools that <laughs> you want to break, do not break a camera. The, yeah, the drain no. cameras are so fucking expensive. <laughs> they're, they're so expensive, dude. I look at the cost I look at the same mine, thing. I get, I get frustrated. I get frustrated because I look at my camera and it's like not wiped down and it's like dirty and covered in mud and shit. And I'm like, I go back there with a microfiber cloth wet and like wipe it down i'm like do you understand how expensive this is like take care of it like why is it dirty like it makes no sense but i mean if you don't pay for it the guys aren't going to take care of it no and they don't no they, they don't, don't understand and you know you understand. know what i said too even though now that i provide most of the tools and the nice tools what i tell them is that you know our last call was about uh breaking the flex shaft right yeah. if you knew it was gonna if it wasn't gonna go why do you keep pushing it? Right? Why do you keep why do you keep pressing on it? Take it back out, pull it back out, because we all know that I've used it, everybody else has used it. Why why is it breaking if yeah. every time you're the person who's using it? So more so we're we're giving more warnings to our guys, letting them know that, you know, here's the here's the first warning. You're not gonna have to pay anything, but next time if it breaks again, you have to know there's a responsibility for it because one we have a different structure that we pay commission for our jobs as well. And yeah. I, I take money on certain parts of it where um, more bigger tools are being used. But if these tools are being used and then afterwards they break the tool technically and they get commission on it, I literally made nothing on the job because now I have to repair the tool and this guy can just fuck off yeah. and just make his money and just say, Hey, it's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, breaking a flex shaft, uh, if you were to break, uh, if you were to kink a cable in someone's line that's all messed up and it's not piped in properly, or they threw rocks down their drain and you're hitting something and you mess up your cable, are you going back to that customer for the cost of the cable? Yep. So that's yep. a well, that's a completely different conversation. But I'll I'll talk about it right now. 
What we yeah. do have are liability waivers. So before we even do our jobs for drain cleaning, which everybody listen closely, yeah. you need to have a waiver like that because you have to let them know that we don't know what we're putting our snakes into. And that at any time if something was piped wrong or we hit something hard and it snags, we are not responsible for the cost to repair it. Because what a lot of problems happen is when that actually does happen, the homeowner wants you to pay for the day. Yeah. They want you to pay for your own machine and they want to pay for your own problems because your snake got caught. So if you don't have those liability waivers, you get fucked right up the ass. So make sure you have those liability waivers that they know if it ever gets stuck, they're paying for all of that. Hey, Jason, hey, I know you're watching. Can you write up a waiver for us? Because we don't have one of those. And that is smart for us to have. I, I've always thought about that. I was like, I, I know other companies that I work with and there was some kind of thing in it, but there wasn't really a waiver. That is incredibly smart to do. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what's in their plumbing. Someone could have messed it all up and then all of a sudden you're trying to jam something in and you mess up your cable. Are you out of luck? Are you, you're just yeah, man, like, luck? And sometimes I just tell a homeowner straight up, I'm like, dude, listen, I don't, I don't literally want to come over here and fucking break my snake. It's literally yeah. not in my blood to want to do that. You think that I want to fucking get three, four of my guys to fucking want to dig up your damn yard so that yeah. I can grab my snake back out so that I could pay for all of this? Hell no. If that was the case, you're going to pay for it. And even if you were paying for it, I'd rather not do the work. So I'm honestly not going to try to break my snake. Yeah. I tell them straight up what it is. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I tell them, I got to tell you this because some people actually think that we're trying to screw them over. Yeah. When I have no interest of digging up your yard because I'd rather stay home and watch yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to dig up your yard to just retrieve my snake. I Trust me. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm, not, I'm not bending and breaking my snake on purpose. It's definitely not my intention. So, yeah, great topic today, though. But if you guys have any other questions, feel free to to ask us anything about tools today. We're all talking about tools. Showman Showman over here says tool spelled backward is loot, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. Well, to, to end it off, I have two questions. Actually, yeah. I'll answer that myself, and I'll ask you too. Is yeah. um, what's your favorite tool right now? my ipad <laughs> hey you know what my that's true my ipad it's my favorite tool right now. hey you know what that hey. kind of raises another question that i want to ask yeah. right if your guys are coming in do you want them to have a smartphone would you consider that a tool because because hold up for me i would actually consider that they need it because we have jobber we have all our other programs that we use and we have emails and all of that I mean, at a certain point, we're going to give them a company phone anyways. But even as an apprentice to start off, they still need to clock in and all that stuff with Jobber. So would you consider that a, a tool that they might need um, unless they, you know, what if they show up with an old flip phone and they don't yeah. have any apps? I mean, yeah. I mean, if they don't under uh, one of the questions I asked one of the older apprentices that came in is how does uh, how is he with technology? Because it's important to, for, for me because a lot of our stuff is done on our phones. And I don't provide company phones. A lot of guys just use their phones, right? So being able to download uh, the programs that we use is important. That is a tool that they need. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah. So yours is your iPad. Yeah, my iPad is my favorite tool because I honestly, I have everything. I have all my code books. I have all my products. I have every, everything that I need to know is on my iPad. So it's it's an important tool for me. That's like, true. Like, I've, I've been is, saying that as my answer all the time too, actually. Mine is, mine is here. 
<laughs> like everything's here. Like wow, I have it on my on my screen. So I got all my emails and everything right here on my iPad. I love this thing. So can I say when you say that? I I've, I've said it before to many people who've asked me that question. I've actually said that my phone is my most important tool yeah. and my most favorite tool. And technically, it it, it is. Yeah. But other than that, hand tool like hands-on tools. What, what are we talking about here? Hands-on tools. Uh, by far my favorite. Yeah. Just hand tools, like that's in my pouch right now, or no, like hand hand power tools, whatever the hell it is, other than Pro uh, electronics. Probably my ProPress. I got I got my ProPress. Yeah, I like the ProPress, man. Uh, Which one? I, I just have the Milwaukee one because I didn't want to drop the money on a rigid one. But when I used the rigid one when I was at Black McDonald, I really liked my rigid ProPress. Pistol grip or uh, pistol the grip. other one? Pistol grip. Yeah. Pistol grip. Yeah, right. I like the pistol right. grip for sure. Yeah. If 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 I he said why not channel up? If I were to choose, <laughs> I I'd probably say. You know, it's a, it's a great choice. You know, one thing that I always had on me back then were the mini channel, were the mini uh, Kenny Pexes. Like, yeah, dude, you remember how those I lost by throwing them in my pocket? The little like, ones. I don't like, I don't, you like them little. You're, you're little though. The little ones are like the 10 inch ones for me. Oh yeah. You can't even <laughs> fit them in your hand. The little pincers. Yeah. I, I love the little tiny ones, man. If, if I were to talk about like a power tool though, um, I have a video coming up and, and what I actually really like is the rigid camera, like the really, the smaller one, the micro drain that has been one of my favorite drain tools to use. It has changed my life yeah. ever since I started using cameras. So that, that's probably one thing that I do like the press ones I, I love as well, but, uh, you know, I, I know what you mean. I have the Milwaukee ones as well. The Vega ones are really close to the rigid ones. Yeah. Um, and I think they are rigid. So I actually like the Vega ones a lot more. The Milwaukee ones, they're decent. I just, you know, the, the, I just the like, I like the rigid one because you can throttle it. Like that's, that's the most important thing. Like you can throttle the it. The feathering? Yeah. It's, the, it's so nice. The edging? Yeah. You like the, the edging? edging? I love the edging. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> so you know, we got some questions here. Yeah. Plumbing, uh, plumbing against everyone. He wrote, uh, as business owners and plumbers, do you guys make a time to explain the code book to your journeyman apprentices? That's something I I really want to look into training. I know a company here that does a lot of training, and it's code book training every two weeks. I, I want to be able to do that more. I want my guys to go to school and then be confident that they know what they're talking about when they go to school and not just hands-off stuff. What about you? Do you talk no. about code book and stuff or no? Nothing. No, no. no. I'm not talking about about that shit they got to figure that shit out themselves there's something called the internet <laughs> I, there's certain things where i draw the line where i want to teach or not and i yeah. think like more so what i like to teach is to coach them to be able to find the answers themselves to be to have to explain all that sometimes it's pointless because there's like even for me why the hell would i need to explain if i can find it online i'm not going to try to say that i understand it or memorize it i'm more so going to say i'm going to Learn. I learned the aspect of what I need to do for the foundation and, and learn how to find these answers online for myself. So when my guys need to do the same, they can do the same for themselves because. Yeah, but you're showing them where to find the answers though. You know what I mean? You're not giving yeah. them the answer right up, but you're, you're showing them where to find the answer. It is in the code book. It's probably in this section. Go find it. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're yeah. showing them how to look, 
that's so you're still teaching them code book stuff, but you're teaching them uh, the ability to look for it themselves. Like I had a guy call me because the snap cutters, the cast iron snap cutters were jammed up and my, I was busy and I, I looked at him and I said, did you, did you Google it? How to get them on thing? And he's like, no. And I was like, have you tried to do it yourself at all? He's like, no, I hung up the phone. <laughs> I was like, I was like, take 10 minutes, try and figure it out yourself and then call me back. And then he's like, Oh, I figured it out. And I'm like, that, that's what I mean. Some, sometimes they just want to call. Yeah. They just want to call and get the answer right away. So like, even though people want to do more training lately, sometimes the amount of training that I listen to or I hear that people want to put out, it's such pointless training. It's just training that somebody could have literally just searched up and literally could have just found the answer themselves to figure it out. Yeah. It's not, it's not fucking rocket science. It's called Google. And for nowadays, if you really want, it's called chat GPT. If you want the code, <laughs> that thing has everything up to 2021 up to date that it can find on the internet for you. Yeah. So go, go search it up. It's for free. It's an open source. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, you know me, I just paid for it yesterday so I could have the full app. <laughs> we talked about it. I was like, yo, you pay for chat GPT. You're like, yeah. I'm like, Fuck right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. If you're not but into that AI scene right now, you better get your ass in there because it will make your life so much easier. Oh, it's so, it's so awesome, man. Just for everything. Like even interviews today, like I'm drawing a blank. What interview, what questions do I, I ask in interviews? I asked chat GPT and it gives me 20 questions that I could be asking an employee. And I'm the best part is, partner. the best part is you can ask chat GPT, why are we asking these questions? What does it make me look for in that person? Yeah. And then now you can also learn the process of what you can find in that person because from asking certain questions. Yeah. And then, and then you, then you really understand what the point of asking the questions for, and then you don't have to ask chat GTP the next time. Cause you understand. Yeah, That's it. yeah. exactly. So the Casa has another question over here. So if you guys don't know, you guys can put questions down. We'll pin it up here and we'll ask the questions for everybody. What's your favorite Milwaukee tool versus favorite rigid tool? Oh, uh god damn uh, all i know the mil the milwaukee channel locks are absolutely garbage um rigid doesn't like they're so bad they're the milwaukee hand tools are just don't even bother um i i like the m18 drain snakes um for milwaukee and mm, mm, i yeah. like them over the 40 over the k45s but if, if I was to pick a drain for snake, sure, yeah, the the K before over the K forty fives. But if I was gonna pick a drain snake to use that was multifunctional, would be the K fifty. I would love to have a K fifty with a drum. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, dude. When you talk about the M eighteen drain snake versus the K forty five, I have never sweat so much in my life working a K forty five back when I first started. Right, that thing right. was so fucking heavy, and I'm just going like. <gasps> <laughs> holy fuck it like it took me it was like a marathon every time i had to drink clean a sink and then now the m18 came out it's just like you just sit it there and you're like yeah <laughs> well the thing is the k45 the whole drum spins so you're sitting there and yeah. you're like yeah you're like, holy <laughs> shit this is so heavy i was sweating bullets yeah and like uh, yeah. i'm a i'm a way smaller guy when i'm holding that tool it makes me sweat real bullets yeah yeah you're but, my best friend <laughs> That's why we got along so well in Germany. <laughs> if I were to say favorite Milwaukee tool versus uh, rigid tool, for me, I'm pretty sure, Adam, you 
know that I'm a very big ratchet kind of guy. Yeah. So I yeah. love the ratchet cutters from Rigid versus the Milwaukee one. We've had it before. Milwaukee ones were just not as, just not good. Doesn't make yeah. the straightest cuts. They weren't the sharpest knives. So if I were to choose between the two, I, I would say the uh, ratchet cutters. You know what? That may I have to go get the the Rigid ones because I haven't tried the Rigid ones. And I never used a ratchet cutter until like probably about two years ago. And I've only ever had the Milwaukee ones and the Milwaukee ones never cut straight. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. like on an angle and you, you're trying to get it straight. So if you're saying the rigid ones are really nice, I'll definitely pick ones up and take a look. So. Oh yeah, they definitely, I, I've, I think there's the flex shafts from Milwaukee as well. Now I don't know who has those to be able to tell the difference between the Milwaukee one and the rigid one. Yeah. But I think the difference between the Milwaukee and the rigid one was the fact that the Milwaukee one, if something were to happen to it, you can cut it yourself and put it back together. Yeah. I yeah. think that was the difference. Whereas the rigid one, you actually had to bring it in because they had to do some kind of surgery on it yeah. to, to connect, connect it back. And then you, every, everything they do, for rigid it's always like there's a minor surgery yeah and then you lose a couple lengths yeah yeah i mean i've never had i've only ever brought one of my flex shots out of the four in for servicing because i had a rigid rep come in and show all my guys how to properly use it and go through it i think that's important too if you're going to buy tools like that have the guys trained on how to properly use it so that you're not having the tool down and out of commission for a while you know what i mean because yeah. every tool has a certain way like everybody uses things and abuses them, but if they're trained properly on how to use it and then they break it, then maybe they're reliable for fixing it. Well, yeah. look what, what the Acosta said, 13 years to buy the rigid ratchet cutters and now it's his favorite. There you go. I guess I got to get some tomorrow. God damn. That's the answer. I'm going to start cutting up golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part about them. I had about like four and I stopped cutting them. Some people wanted me to cut some pro V's. I did cut some pro V's in the end, but uh, pro V's are meant for playing, not for cutting. Big T, the Milwaukee close cutters. I might half inch ones just went down and I was like, oh, I just got these. Why are they jammed up already? I haven't tried the rigid ones yet, but um, I don't know. I, I would think the rigid ones would be better to be honest. These I feel like are I go with Milwaukee. Down. I feel like I go with Milwaukee because it's just readily available. Ridge is <laughs> not a man. Milwaukee walls at all my uh, suppliers is just everywhere, so I go with it because it's easy to pick up, throw on an account. Ridges is I don't have a lot of rigid stuff around here. I have to go to specialty stores. That is pretty so, funny. Cell core or solid wall ABS? <laughs> that is hilarious. Are you talking about with a tool or not? I know that if you have the more thicker stuff. The rigid ratchet cutters actually have more strength to cut through it because we've been cutting like XFR with it. Still a pain in the ass, but a lot better when it's a sunny, warm day. Yeah, we just did we just did an underground today, uh, downtown Toronto, uh, replacing some cast iron uh, storm drains with XFR. It was a good job. Yeah, X XFR is thick, man. Dude, they talk about warranty dude. here. Not uh, uh, nine length of four inch XFR, two thousand. Two, uh, $2,100. $2,100. Crazy. $2,100. For nine yeah, lengths. So it's crazy. Nine lengths. It's nuts. So. Any hour plumbing's talk about lifetime warranty. Hey, man, Milwaukee may have a lifetime warranty or whatever the warranty the hell they're talking about, but it, have you ever... I don't know about you, Adam. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Adam John Gordon. Uh, <laughs> 
three first but have, have, have you ever brought your milwaukee tools to go for repair every every two months probably i've broken six shop backs i had three of the before pack out shop backs and then three of the other ones and i've brought them in every time and they just give me a brand new one same with my so, oh really so they, they have yeah. the they don't oh, repair, you're, repair them. They just give me new ones every single time. You're lucky. Okay, like, so we have our we have our warranty. They call it a fucking warranty. So we bring it in. But every time we fucking bring it in, we're waiting like weeks and weeks oh, for getting that shit fixed. Oh, oh, I'm waiting weeks and weeks for me to to get stuff in too. But uh, but the thing is, I'll have one on rotation. So, I'll but so it does time. happen to you, right? Yeah. But that's the problem. The fact is, when we talk about lifetime warranty, that shit's so fucking annoying sometimes because even with Milwaukee, the thing, see, Milwaukee was, to me, Milwaukee was good maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But as the years increase throughout the 10 years, I feel like more and more all the time that I want to put out is Milwaukee's so focused on R&D. They always yeah. want to make the newest shit, the coolest shit, yeah. and have their NPS, whatever it is, to show all the cool stuff with their influencers that they really forget that they really forget the model of what the, um, of the service side of it. Like yeah. you shouldn't thing is, Adam, you shouldn't need to have a rotating fucking tool, no. right? Like if it's broken, it should be a couple days. It should be fixed. Like, yeah. why are we having these long lineups or why is it even breaking so often? That's, that's where rigid has it. Right. Like I have a place called Charles Jones here. If I need a, my, if my flex shaft goes down, I bring it to Charles Jones within two days. There's a guy there that repairs it there for me. Milwaukee, you got to send it out. They got to test it, do all this. It takes weeks to get back. Rigid, it takes weeks to get is, back and you go back and let me tell you, you know what I've had before? They fucking tell me I'm having a different issue than what I brought it in for. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? I just literally told you I brought in my snake for this reason. Why are you fixing something else? Then they give me back the snake with the other issue still at hand and they fix something completely different that yeah, I didn't need to yeah. fix before. And that is Milwaukee in a nutshell. Yeah, they got the fucking marketing and everything, right? But their fucking repairs and lifetime warranty, garbage. Garbage. Yo, so, the, so Milwaukee hacksaw I've had problems with, vacuum and transfer pump. Those are the three things that I have the most issue with with Milwaukee. Oh, you like for the copper cutters. Oh yeah, copper cutters. That yeah, but that's a hand tool. I'm like whatever. But like power tool wise to get repairs. Yeah, that's it. Transfer. I've I've had a transfer pump underneath my desk for like six months that I gotta send in for repair. I'm like, this is stupid. The tube cutters actually the tube cutters too. The the automatic tube cutters. I got them wet once and yeah. it's just done. Wow. Yeah. Well, for any any hour plumbing, you're you're pretty lucky because for what we have been through, like the last few times that we've tried to fix our Milwaukee stuff, we always we always get fucked around. Yeah, and that's where I get really angry. And I try to find a rep, and I'm, every time we talk to a rep or whatever it is, they said they'll take care of it. And then afterwards, somehow he gets a because they move so fast, the guy gets a promotion. And he totally forgets about the issue, and then the new guy comes in, and nothing <laughs> works. So here, here's your tool. I think it's fixed. <laughs> Uh, I'm a team red crackhead. <laughs> I, you know, I used to be Dwalt's a team doing, red crackhead too. Dwalt's doing good things, man. They really are. I, they're really coming up. Like, I don't know. Dwalt I, I, I like the things. new, the new impact, the new Dwalt impact. I, I'm, I'm curious to try. You know what I mean? I'm curious to have on, you know, on me and, and see what it's like. Um, cause I've tried it at the trade shows and it's really nice and really compact. It's just the whole mm. switch 
switching battery platforms. That's the pain in the ass, right? That is, yeah. yeah. But anyway, other than that, I think, you know, today's show pretty much got its, uh, got its spotlight and every, yeah, I got the fulfillment of what everybody was talking about. So, you know, recapping everything, I think we're recapping is every company is different, whether you find what's hand tools or not, it really depends on the owner of the family of, of the, of the business. Yeah. Um, it, every business is going to be different, whether it's going to be a hand tool or a power tool. Um, just remember, I guess for everybody to remember is don't compare with different companies saying that one company does this, this other company should also do that. Everybody's yeah. going to be different at the end of the day because the lines are so blurred now. Every company has their own way of running their business. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you know, uh, if your company, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll let Adam think about that. That was a great show today. I think talking about tools is great, but I think so next week, our topic that we're going to actually touch on um, is going to be more about the world on the wholesale side, the supplier side and the manufacturer side. Right. Ooh, so we're going to dive a little. Yeah. That one's <laughs> going to be a lot of, sh that's going to be really talking shit, strictly it's talking gonna, shit for real. It's going to get Because, violent. you know, there's, there's, <laughs> it's going to get pretty violent. Uh, it's going to be a lot of swearing. Um, yeah. Things we're not happy about, things that are changing in the industry, more things about the wholesale and supplier manufacturer side, uh, whether we need them or not nowadays. Do we need the wholesale? What's happening to the wholesale side? What's happening to the supplier side? What are all these layers that are happening? Uh, what's happening between those layers and all the movement in between the industry. That is what we're going to talk more about next week. So join us on that Thursday. Uh, what day would that be? June something? That will, that will be June 1st. Ooh. June 1st, same time, 4.30 PST, 7.30 EST on your time. Hey, and are we going to be words? together? Are we going to be get together in two weeks for this? Good effing question because Are we together for this one on that because we can be we will be actually yeah. on the 8th on the 8th i'm in toronto as well so after okay. golf if i'm playing golf that day i'm going to make time so that we have our 4 30 time here mm -hmm. and then maybe we can get sample as a special guest on this one whole live oh sample try called me today i forgot to call him back <laughs> i was in an interview i should call him good point yeah we should be together on the 8th for yes yeah, That'd be a good idea. Uh, no, this will be on the first. Maybe we'll have another topic on the eighth. Yeah. Um, you, we don't want to have any manufacturers or wholesaler or whatever sitting when we're talking shit about them. So it doesn't, we don't favoritize anything. So yeah. we'll have a different topic on the eighth to yeah. prepare some questions for a manufacturer um, yeah. instead. But other than that, thanks everybody for watching today. We're going to be closing this, this uh, live soon anyways, because an hour is coming up. So yeah. stay tuned for next week. Thanks, Adam. Ciao.